0: Hello and welcome to Voices of Blue Scope, the podcast where we meet the people who work behind the scenes at Blue Scope to create strength every day. I'm your host, Martin Feld. Thank you for listening. This time, we're taking a trip down memory lane. Recently, we were thrilled to welcome 91-year-old John Lysart on a tour of our Spring Hill facility in New South Wales, Australia. John is the direct descendant of the John Lysart, who founded the company in the 1800s. On the day of his visit, he was joined by his son, Andrew, daughter-in-law, Lexi, and grandchildren, Zoe and Will. John was managing director of Lysart, which at the time was named John Lysart Australia Limited, and retired from the company in 1989 after a stellar 35-year career, with much of his work based at Spring Hill. Today, Lysart continues to be a recognised premium Blue Scope brand and has gone global, But much has changed in the way that products are manufactured, with particular regard to automation and safety. After their tour, the Lysart family was generous enough to sit down with our manager, Corporate Affairs, Michael Ray, to reflect on John's career and discuss what they saw on the day. Let's cross to that conversation now, which was recorded at our Northgate Visitor Centre in Port Kembla. Make sure to visit the links and show notes to see some of the images that are mentioned.
1: Today we have got manufacturing royalty in the house. We've got the Lysart family here. We've got three generations of Lysarts and none other than the John Lysart here, which will come to you in a second, John. Uh, but we've got Lexi, Zoe, Will, and Andrew. Three generations, fabulous for you to be here. What did you think, John, of the two are coming back?
2: Coming back from, from where I was at, locked into a, a, a small cell up in Sydney. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not very good, is it? Yeah. It's much much more free here, isn't
3: it? Yeah,
2: that's right. No, so it, it was uh, fascinating, actually, to see the whole district and uh, what's going on, and
1: it's, it's changed a lot from the uh, short times that I had here short times I, I thought i heard that you might have been here 35 years at one point well, that's short, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's right it is pretty short in, in the scheme of things so and what did you think of spring hill which was the lysart plant that you ran when you were in charge what did you think of it today was it look a little bit different
2: a lot different didn't i i, I do not know what how i died uh, Answer that question because obviously it is it is different in the structure structural buildings and things like that. I just wonder what the environment that everybody is working there, how that has changed yeah. from the time when I was there or Andrew or others were there. A lot less. What I mean? Yes. The fact that everything's so automated and yeah. press button and this sort of thing is is one thing, but the other, I think, the uh, interaction of people
1: is different. Yes, yeah, absolutely is, and we we might go to you, Andrew, on that. You were telling me as we were walking around that, as a little ten or twelve-year-old boy, you used to walk with your dad down and look at the different coil lines at Spring Hill. Tell us about that.
3: Dad always used to work long hours, and I, uh, my sister and I, often in, in bed before he came home. And you know, but one of the one of the things he always used to do was to go through the steelworks on a Saturday morning. And I think, probably because he didn't get much time during the week, but he always made it as as a habit every Saturday to go and spend two or three hours walking through the plant. And I can't remember a lot because I was only sort of eight or nine or ten, but I can remember that almost to a T, every person knew him and and he'd stop and have a conversation with the the people on the floor and ask them how things were going and what what was happening and... and, uh, and uh, it was just, uh, I guess, it had that sort of family element that, that he was really just uh, you know, walking through with the sole purpose of speaking to people. Yeah. Not, not really looking looking at anything much else but other than just, just
1: talking talk about to the, people, the people,
3: finding out what, yeah. what, how they were feeling, what was going on, and, and
1: that sort of thing, so. What an amazing role model that, you know, that legacy lives on and it's one of the things our leaders talk about is actually making sure they're out and about walking the floor and talking to the people. Now I've, I've picked a couple of photos out of your collection here that you bought, John. <laughs> now, you know, you used to uh, travel in some elite company here. We're, we're, <coughs> We've got a um, little Bob Hawk in the middle. Yeah, Bob Hawk. <laughs> the, the late great Bob Hawk and then we've got um, someone called Dick Smith here on yes, the end. Yes, yes, And I don't know, who's the other fellow there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
2: he's, he's obviously, one of these young guys around the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the young.
3: It
1: was a young handsome young upstart coming up through, which is so you know, then that just shows you that uh, you know, we might go to the kids here and just Grandkids, what does that, how does that make you feel, seeing photos like that and seeing the legacy that uh, your grandfather's
3: left? He doesn't talk about the steelworks Works that much, so it's been very insightful to come here and learn a
2: little bit more It's about
3: our family heritage. Yeah, it's, been, it's interesting to see, you know, uh, the company still live on and the fact that it's stronger than it, than it was um, before. So, yeah, it's good to, good to see.
1: Yeah, it is fascinating. And look, the other picture I grabbed here was... This is a picture of you, John, in Taiwan, Lysart Taiwan in 1988. So just showing that, you know, the expansion of great Aussie ingenuity to the world. And these products are, you know, all over the world now throughout our portfolio. So fabulous legacy.
2: Uh, Well, we had uh, a couple of people who were very interested in developing Australia's role. And we had um, one guy, we had two senior uh, executives in the company in my younger days who were much older than I was, and they they operated from Newcastle. And their jobs were: one was to uh, go around the world picking out new technology that was okay. being developed. And this is going back a long, long way. And the other was. Uh, to then um, talk to people about how the company could license or, or get a license to uh, to use that uh, other people's technology. Yeah. And it was interesting. There were a group of senior people uh, in the company talking about Newcastle and New South Wales, and what those two two guys did. They had clear roles. One was to see what was happening in advances in technology, the other was to work out how how we could make contact with those who have it. It was an interesting time
1: Absolutely. and
2: there are probably lots of people doing that these days.
1: The technology that you've developed lives on and Lexi mm. what did you think of that?
3: Oh I thought it was amazing, the automation you know to see not many people on the floor, which for employment that's a sad thing, but I imagine for safety it's fantastic. I think it's um, yeah, an amazing thing.
1: Fantastic. And John we'll give you the final word. Tell us the story you were telling us before about Western Port and why you bought such a big parcel of land down there. I think you went to Hawaii at one point, didn't you?
3: (laughs) Yeah, there was a a GKN meeting. Oh, Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's
2: a complicated story, but it, went, it was about the time when uh, BHP was an expanding force in, the, in Australia and Geskin and Nettlefowls, this English company that uh, was operating in, in a lot of the same areas, and they finally decided they, they were going to get together because they, they, were, they went away. The um, chief executives of all uh, the Managing directors, I think they were, or chairman of, of each company to Hawaii to discuss what should happen. and
3: Because was Western Port originally going to be potentially built a steel steel. That's mine, right. It, steel it, 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 we had
2: bought the land, I think it was a thousand acres or something, but also it was on a deported port, which was uh, necessary. For, if you wanted to ship in raw materials and that sort of thing.
3: And so they, what, they ended up doing a deal in Hawaii to,
2: yes, to not, yes.
3: not compete head-on or something? I got a trip
2: to Hawaii out
3: <laughs>
2: of I was taken along to, to uh, sit in in case they wanted to answer any technical questions. <laughs> Anyhow, they, they didn't have to do that.
3: So you, the
2: speech. Royal Hawaiian, I'll tell you, in Hawaii, it was very luxurious. Larissa <laughs> <laughs> Taylor had a, a, a history of going back to the UK, and I think the story was that I was told that one guy got on, on a train in, in South Wales and was chatting to somebody on the, on, in the same compartment and they got interested and they followed it up. Whether that was true, I don't know, but it developed from there. In a way that a company had a closer relationship with its most senior and not-so-senior employees than most other ones. To me, it was a lucky time that I would happen to come along and get involved in this group. Played um, rugby for Saturday in South Wales and all sorts of interesting things. We used to go on the bus trip every weekend playing other teams in South Wales. They'd all get in the in the bus and the Welsh are great singers of songs. And I'm completely. Oh, I was going to ask for a song, <laughs> and uh, they'd say, "Come on, Aussie, come on!" And I'd <laughs> and <laughs> tie him a kangaroo yeah. my
3: kangaroo down. Very yeah, but, good. Was, Dad played a, played a hooker for the Glamorgan Wanderers, and ah. and, um, and then he, he also played in a Welsh representative team. And he had two big, big props he said that he used to look after him if, if there was any trouble
1: on the football field. It was good, it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's fascinating. Well, it's fabulous to hear all these wonderful stories and you know, the legacy you've left is amazing for our industry and we thank you for that and you've got a wonderful family here. Thanks for visiting.
0: Thank you to the Lysart family for their time and for agreeing to this special interview so that we could gain and share further insight into John's legacy. For other news and updates, go to bluescope.com, visit Bluescope on LinkedIn, or follow at Bluescope on Twitter. Thank you for listening to the Voices of Bluescope podcast. Until next time.